Each year, we thank outgoing members of the American Angus Association Board of Directors and welcome a new set of producers ready to share their perspectives. During the Convention of Delegates this November, members will elect five new cattlemen to the board. I'm Miranda Ryman, an editor with the Angus Journal, and today I'm talking with Joe Epperly with Wagon Hammer Ranches. Let's just jump right into the questions. Why don't you tell me just a little bit about yourself and your involvement in the Angus business? So my involvement in the Angus business started at, at birth. So I, I was gifted my membership and my first heifer at one or two months old. Um, my dad was managing Springfield Angus in Lewisburg, North Carolina at that time and grew up from that moment on. I mean, we were I was a stockyard rat and we had Angus cattle. Um, served, did a lot of serving on the Virginia Junior Angus Association and grew up within the Angus community attending Angus Junior Nationals and eventually getting the opportunity to serve on the National Junior Angus Board. Um, went to college, truthfully, to be an engineer. And from that, I, I went back after three years and decided I was going to go back in cows because I love cows. So I did that and moved on and worked at an Angus outfit and got hired by another breed association. Got the opportunity to uh, be in charge of breed improvement for a major association for about seven years and loved it. Got to travel the country, talk to breeders, um, be intimately involved in a genetic evaluation, which is something that not many people get to do. Uh, and just to see the ins and outs of all the data and the research and, and really learn exactly how that works uh, to put out EPDs, no matter whether it's just straight birth weaning and yearling or any special ones you have. And about five years ago, I got the opportunity to uh, join Wagonhammer Ranches here in Albion and Bartlett. I uh, currently manage their Angus. Well, I guess my title is Director of Genetics and Sales. So we run about 2,500 cows, about 1,100 of them, according to my maternal plus uh, inventory, are Angus females. Uh, we got spring and fall herd market bulls and in our spring production sale, and we're just starting a female sale this fall, do some private treaty, we'll sell some bred heifers, and we have our own feedlot, so we capture all of that data uh, coming back and use all of our own genetics. So for a data junkie like me that's been a genetic evaluation, it's nice to have uh, my own little test and research group that I get to have the data all the way through uh, and grow that out. That kind of background, you seem well prepared to answer the next question, which is um, what, do the, what does the Angus breed have going for it right now? Or what would you say are some of the biggest strengths of the Angus breed and the Angus Association? That's a great question it, and so multifaceted because you've got so many pieces of the Angus Association. As a breed, we are, we are the common denominator in North America. No matter where you go from Mexico to Canada, the Angus cow, the Angus bull is dominant. They're 80% of our black hided are going to qualify for CAB. So we, we are the leader and we're the largest breed association in the world. And that's not even counting subsidiaries and what certified Angus beef has done. And the junior programs, AGI and the leadership that they have within the industry, uh, the traits and the people they have in that, API. I mean, let's just talk about what they do at, when we look at all the awards that just came out of um, the Ag Media uh, Livestock Publication Council. I mean, they're leaders. The association is leaders everywhere we go. And I think as you look across um, 
multi-breed membership. I mean, I'm currently serving as the president of the Beef Improvement Federation. Another Angus breeder was just uh, president, uh, Matt Perrier from Dale Banks Angus. So uh, as you look around the Angus breed, not only in the cattle side, but in the people side, are leaders throughout our industry. Well, it's always fun to talk about the the opportunities, the things that we're doing right. But if you flip that coin, the other side is kind of what are some of the challenges um, and how can the association help address those or how can we be more valuable to the Angus breeders and their commercial mm -hmm. customers? Yep. Uh so challenges, one of the challenges we're going to see just here in the cattle cycle and with the drought that we have, um, registrations are going to, and the cow herd's gotten smaller, registrations are going to get smaller, budgets are going to get tight here for a minute. But uh, I think we're, we're still a member service organization and we can service those things. And cattle cycles come and go. I think the board did a great job in looking forward to that and some of the moves they've made in the last two to three years that to prepare for something of this nature, I think has been good. Oh, there's, I mean, it's always a challenge being on top. When you're number one, you've only got one direction to go. And so you've got to stay ahead. There's people that either within that are anti what we're doing or without that are trying to replace us. And so I think the best thing we do is turn those into opportunities. I think it, there's an opportunity for our breeders to be very profitable in the next two, three years. There's an opportunity for us to continue to push the mark where we're at genetic wise, where we're at uh, marketing the feeder cattle side. I mean, we're, we're going to be seeing probably $2.50 five and six weights, but we still see it in Superior Day, those Angus Link calves, the um, superior genetics that were go through video auctions that they have extra value. And I think the Angus Association and its service people have a great deal to offer uh, membership and their customers going forward, both commercially and uh, registered. Let's switch just a little bit to talk about mm -hmm. what characteristics or skill sets do you bring to the board or why did you decide to run this year? Oh, that's a good question. So I ran two years ago and uh, was the last man boated off the island. And it was a great experience and truthfully took a year off in between. I got married and just that, man, wedding takes a lot out of a guy. <laughs> and so we had lots of things to do and get settled in with that and just decided that the opportunity was here. Uh, the same thought that I had when I went to run two years ago was uh, people in my generation, we're going to make some decisions here in the next five to 10 years that I think affect the future of breed associations uh, for the next 30 to 40. And so at this time, I think I've, with my experience running um, and being involved in a breed association and breed improvement, uh, my involvement in Beef Improvement Federation and other research uh, opportunities that I've got a wealth of knowledge right now. I think that knowledge, if I try to wait, it gets stale. Here, here I can be the best help and we can set the association up to where it's successful and helps grow our business and grow the association for the next 30 to 40 years. Talking about those decisions that your generation is going to have to make is a great segue. Mm -hmm. um, what, what are some of the hard decisions that you believe future boards will have to make? Oh, that's a good there's several. So, so uh, I think one of the ones we've got to make is unless we're going to add another page to EPDs, we're going to have to start selecting 
what we like, what we don't like. We, we can only add so many. There's only so it's a great idea of diversity and it gives people lots of things to market. But at a certain point, we, we've got to figure out what, what get, what's economically relevant, what's relevant to the industry, what we can do and what we can do best. Uh, I think that's going to be some decisions to make. We're going to have the challenge as an association that there are several different entities in the genomic world that they can produce their own genetic evaluations. And we're going to have competition, so we we better be making those decisions. Um, CAB continues to grow, but when we have a small cow herd and we already dominate it, uh, are, do we keep a premium product? How do we keep enough product on the shelves and, and address that? Um, I think our juniors is the key and one of those things that we've got to keep developing, but how do we develop them and not just make them show kids, but how do we continue to have them more involved everywhere we go and getting and maintaining their leadership position in the industry and keep those people in the industry. That's going to be the biggest challenge. I see so many people look at my junior Angus board. Uh, there's three of us that are still involved and three that are, gone. They're doing other things. They're not involved in agriculture, maybe on the side, but they're not, they're not there day to day. To day. And I think that's going to be one of the challenges as we make leaders trying to get them back to handle agriculture. When I hear the list of challenges or hard things that, that folks think the future board is going to have to, to make, I'm still so thankful or optimistic when I see that there's still seven people willing to say, yeah, put my name on that ballot. So very much so. I appreciate that. Is there anything else that you'd like people to know before November? I I think it's the only thing that I would add is that it's just about a passion for both the Angus breed and the beef industry and trying to do the right things for both of those. Um, I'm always trying to look to the future. and, And as I step into a boardroom, no matter what board I've served on, uh, I'm one of those guys. I don't like to come in with agenda. When I was on in the Bree Association world, those are probably the hardest board members to work with were the ones that came in with an agenda and didn't come in with an open mind. Uh, I'm very inquisitive. I'm curious and I like to have all the information and like to ask the questions and dig in the information and make it not afraid to make decisions, but really want to know all the information and be open-minded to both membership and staff and just what's out there. Uh, I'm thinking challenges and I'm probably missing half a dozen that are out there that I look forward to, to addressing. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to visit with us today. And we'll look forward to folks getting to know you a little more in the coming months. Yep. Thank you so much, Miranda. You have a good one. I hope it rains at your place. Same to you. (laughs) Elections will take place during the annual convention of delegates Monday, November 7th. To listen to all board candidate interviews, visit angusjournal.net. For a full list of business items, visit angusconvention.com. For the AJ Daily, I'm Miranda Ryman.